When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello. I'm Brother Don. That's Brother Tom. Good to see you, brother. We're Stoics. We're just Stoic. Because, you know, you just can't control everything. You have to concentrate on those few things over which you have some control. And by the way, that is our philosophy. You know, it really actually, we we discovered that we are, we didn't know this, we are members of the Stoic cult. We believe that there is way too much time and effort wasted, agonizing over things you can't control, particularly when it comes to money. Money we understand is important to you but you can't you can't control the economy you can't control the political situation you can't control certain things that happen in your life it's out of your control yeah and i mean well okay control is overrated as someone who's been trying to achieve it for 60 odd years but okay if you have some <laughs> haven't thing with <laughs> No, I know. I, I, I was trying to think what I actually have control over. Mm, no, you're it's married. It's not even the remote anymore. Yeah. I don't even have the remote. I mean, it's you're married. <laughs> you have a dog. I can. They, I can move the gravel. I got control over that, but otherwise, not. Much. Well, uh, although so, you needed the guy with the truck. That's true. I got the truck. So let's talk about this because this is something uh, that, that that we both read. You found it more fascinating than I did because I, I think found it absolutely because it's such a it, it's, it's it's so telling true. people you need to control your emotions. So okay, I tell people that all the time, but that doesn't mean you're going to. But let's talk about first of all what it is, and then what a good advisor should do, and then I'll give you a couple of my takeaways. First of all. Um, stoicism right is simply a separation between what happens to you and how you react to it yeah things are going to happen they're they're not always going to be positive it's the control of those emotions and it's it partially in the article even said this it's about gratitude about where you are in your life and because generally even when bad things happen to you you have a lot of reasons to be grateful for the great things that happen. Well, let me let me t- let me put that in use that to uh, a, 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 to illustrate our market. Instead of worrying about being at the peak of the absolute outer limits of a bubble uh, as many people believe we might be, why aren't we sitting around going, "Wow, we have racked up some ter- terrific returns, which means we can afford to give some of those back and still do quite well for ourselves." The human experience is what's next, which I think is, sadly, you're right. Gratitude is about sort of saying, here's where I am, and I should be thankful for that. A good advisor, though, if you have somebody helping with your money, they really should keep you from getting too excited or too depressed. Really, they should, because things are awful and things are hugely terrific, and they should say, you know, 
take it down. Easy does it. And I got to tell you, in in our relationship, I'm father stoic. You're just brother stoic. Because (laughs) you do on the show sometimes. You get so excited. Small company, small cap value stocks. They're up like 95%. I'm so excited. And I go, no, stop talking about returns because if you live by the return, you die by the return. Yeah, by the way, they're up about 160% oh, over the last year. So there you go. See, uh, stop it. Part two is part two is keeping the end goal in mind. I'm not talking about your death. I'm talking about how much money you need to save for <laughs> retirement, right? Not that end goal where yeah. you're going to be not worried so much and stoicism will not play a big role. A good advisor, by the way, also should not be taking credit for markets. People sometimes call me and say, hey, thanks for making all the money. Like, uh, I, I didn't make you any. I, if I could, I you're, would. I'd, I'd you're drive welcome, past whatever it is. but I didn't yeah. do anything. And a good advisor should especially be careful about ever saying, here's what's coming next. Because the advisor doesn't know. We've talked on other podcasts about other people that say, they here's what's coming. They don't know. Their job is to predict. Their job is to create excitement. And remember, you're trying to be uh, stoic about all of this, which I think is the right way to be with with your money generally. So, but let me give you a couple ideas I had to help you do that. Number one, I love this one. I read this four or five years ago. Uh, it must have been during another downturn. I think when you're in, when you're feeling amazing about how much money you've made or amazing about how much money you've lost, you should write down how your emotions feel and then set that aside and pull it back out when the opposite occurs. So you can say, wait, remember, I was, wow, I was crazy. I was thinking I was going to the moon, et cetera. No, you, I write it down. Keep set that aside so you understand or, your emotions. Or when they come call up. the show and we will have it permanently as a podcast and you can go back to it later and go, man, was I an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Because we all do this kind of thing. Number two, here's the toughest one for people. I know sometimes I put it in a graphic way. I say, look, you're never going to have as much money as Jeff Bezos. You're, it's not going to happen. So drive the speed for your portfolio that you need to drive. Don't worry about the people passing you. You don't have to stay up with them. You don't have to make as much money. And you, you don't really have to, to yell at them on the 405. You don't. Exactly. Oh, oh, Tom. Yeah, that was for you, Tom. That was that was for you. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's exactly right. And I, I do that from time to time. Oh, you do. I, which, which I didn't today, so I'm proud of myself. And but brings me to the final one, and that is, and this is so hard in the middle of whatever's going on in your life with your money, with the markets, and that is practice long-term thinking. We all get caught up in with recency bias. This has happened lately, so it's going to continue. Or I'm sure this is going to happen, so I got to do something to respond to it. How many times have we seen that? Oh, thousands. So you got to have the long-term thinking about your plan. But but stoicism, I think, is great. I, I think it's very, for many, unattainable. I'll put it that way. And if you need a little stoic meditation, give us a call at 855-935-TALK. 855-935 eight two five five like this gentleman did who needs i believe some lessons in stoicism hey guys i'm just sick about a situation i've been uh, really conscientious about my money my investments for the last 15 years and i retired about a year and a couple of months ago and uh, i decided to transfer my 401k money, my 
IRAs over to my brokerage account. And uh, I did it on Tuesday. I, I pulled the trigger on Tuesday, March 31st. And that generated a check that went to my brokerage. My, my uh, advisor's been on vacation, was on vacation all last week. So I go to see him on Monday. However, I've lost such an opportunity the last 10 days. I don't know how to get over it. I'm down probably 50000 through not having my money in the market. They cut me a check. I took the check to the brokerage. It had a few days to, to wait. And then, of course, my guy's on vacation, so I'm waiting a few more days. And starting Monday, I'm getting back in it, uh, well-invested like I've always been. But uh, in the meantime, I lost all this opportunity. Please tell me how to get over that. Thank you. All right, Dr. Tom. Dr. Tom. Uh, I, this, are you, this is a put-on, right? No, this, this is, is not a put-on. Okay, first this of is all, for generally real, when your broker goes on vacation, that's good news, not bad news. Yeah. You probably you probably save way, way more than the 50 that your broker will. Okay, all right. All kidding aside. That was kidding. Um, there, There is, when, when money goes from an ERISA-type plan into an IRA, which it sounds like this is what that's happened. What it, that's what happened. There's no way... Are they getting better at it? Yeah, but is it still? It's still. There's still a lag. There would have been a lag, no matter. Yeah, there would have been yeah, several days. days. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, so dur- it could have been during that several days that every bit of that gain happened, and it was truly a 100 percent unavoidable. If it happened because your advisor was also on vacation, well, part of that is on you. Because you should have, and and this is for the future, but you probably should have said, called the firm and said, oh, my advisor is not there. Whether it's an advisor or a broker, we don't know. We don't know what kind of firm we're dealing with. Said brokerage. Yeah, he said brokerage firm, but he could have like had a Schwab account or a TD with a with a yeah. with an advisor. You should have called the office and said, I want to talk to my advisor. Oh, they're on vacation. Is there someone filling in for them? Because I want to get this invested as soon as possible. However, let me th- let me just flip this on its head. Mm. How would you feel if the market had declined by $50,000 in that period? Would you be upset with the brokerage firm for not getting you in so you could suffer that loss as you should have? Yeah, it's a random. That's a very random event. I, I I don't think there's anything to be upset about. Frankly, no. that's uh, the, the money does move sometimes, and sometimes it misses markets ups and downs. That's just the way it goes. I'm feeling more Fraser like all the time um, because this is more psychotherapy than financial therapy. But the the fact of the matter is, you don't always win. Sometimes you lose, and you can't be upset about it because. It's happened. There's no one By to the blame, way, just, nothing to do. Yeah. By the way, to say that you lost 50000 you just that's didn't not make quite it. right. You, didn't, you, you, you missed out on an opportunity, and as Don said, the opportunity might have been down too, especially with the market in a big bubble that it's in. So I have gratitude. Can you explain on your show how bonds Wait, work? Stop and it. How you- Boy, that was have, I, Again, I would say have gratitude about the fact that you're retiring, that apparently you have the assets to do that. That's how I'd look at it, but okay. Good answer there, Dr. Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better already. Yeah, usually you're doubting Thomas, but today you were Dr. Thomas. That was pretty good. Um, I have another one of the written oh. questions. 
This yes. was typed in and then voiced by our friend, the robot. This is a male robot this time because it was a male questioner. Are you ready? Okay. Yes, please. I read somewhere that if you missed the best 10 days of the S&P 500 in the last 20 years, your return was around 2.4%. If you stayed invested through that period, buy and hold, the S&P returned around 6%. But what I have never heard you or Paul Merriman, big fan of you both, mention is that if you missed the 10 worst days in those 20 years, the S&P returned around 10.1%. Disclaimer I am not a market timer and I know this is past in hindsight. But what I want to know is, is it true that market downturns are worse than upswings in the last 100-odd years of data we have? I do understand that the market is up 75% of the time from the past 100 years data. Sorry for kind of an odd question. Thanks for all you do. Yeah, it's kind of a unique question uh, because the whole point the whole point we try to make when we say if you miss the 10 best days, you ended up dramatically underperforming isn't to say that you should have been trying to time the market and been in for the best days and then out for the worst days. That that, that you can't you can't make that leap of of uh, uh, faith there. That just doesn't work. We're not saying you should be timing it at all. Yeah, if you miss the 10 worst days, you did a lot better. Yeah, I mean, again, this gets back to the right investment philosophy that I trust really is the one that is espoused by academics, Eugene Fama, French, etc. And they're going to tell you that your exposure to stocks should be dependent on your need for return, your risk tolerance, your need until you get the money have nothing to do with what might be happening next or happened recently. It has nothing to do with any of that. So that's how I look at it. I don't even, I mean, do we point out that, yes, if you missed 10 big days, you, you paid a big price? Sure. But uh, that's to make gotta, a point, though. Way, that is right. to yeah. make a point. point. And here's the point yeah. that we're making. If you look back at the last 20 years of the S&P 500 and you say, ah, if you were out during the 10 best days or the 20 best days, whatever number you use, you'll find that several of those best days occurred in 2008. Yeah. When most people were panicking and getting out of the market, they weren't getting in and they would have missed a couple of those best days. To be out during the worst days requires the ability to do something literally. To be in for the best days is easy. You just always stay in. To be out for the worst days requires you to be able to do something that no one on the planet can do, and that is accurately and consistently predict the future. Yeah, I think that's an excellent answer. And again, have the right exposure to stocks and bonds for you, not for what is coming or recently passed. I put it that way. Yeah, because we don't know what is coming. We only know what is recently passed, and it doesn't mean a darn thing about nope what's coming so here's the deal you can call us with your questions at 855-935-TALK 24 hours a day seven days a week or you can send them in by typing them at talkingrealmoney.com and we will pick a voice for you you will get a voice but you may not like your voice if you like your voice and you want your voice on the show you can record it too particularly it's really nice if you have a good mic on your computer uh, just go to TalkingRealMoney.com in the contact form and click the mic button. You can record yourself. and We'll get it and we'll answer it on a future podcast. Would Please you, do. Please ask others to listen. Would you like to add anything else 
before we put this one in the can. Well, no, the only other thing I was thinking is I'd like to try my voice with the robot and see if it does better than the one I produce. So I might try that for the next All one. All right. Give me your everything you're going to say. Just Hello, Don. Type it Please up. And don't I will talk to actually, Tom anymore. You know, actually, never mind. I don't need that. I know what you say. I'm just gonna script I know you know. I'm just gonna script you in, in the future. I'll put in yeah, a, I'll put in a couple of little weak digs at me and you know, comment. By the way, you may need that. You may need that Saturday because remember, I get my second shot on Friday anyway. Yeah, so it could be the Saturday. The stuff. Saturday live yeah. show could be a Don solo. If uh, Tom has a bad reaction, is it the Moderna? Yeah, yeah. You the Moderna? Okay, yeah. He's getting the yeah. Moderna shot. I already had my Moderna, and I did have a bad. What time are you oh, getting? What time are you getting it on Friday? Forty-five in the morning. That is good because mine my, my effects lasted about twelve to fifteen hours after. From the time you had it. From the time I had it. Oh, okay. So you're saying you're gonna kick in soon. You, which means you're you're probably gonna get it. Uh, you'd probably be done, but maybe not. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I will have no reaction. All right. Wow. None. I'm gonna be the stoic responder. <laughs> um. It works. Hey, we're gonna sit around calm. calmly talking real money talking real money we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also as much as you want it no one can accurately consistently predict the future so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.